0: Hey, what's going on?
1: Hey Benj. How's it Think going? Could be better, huh? Man, I'm uh, I'm devastated. Yeah. Did you um yeah. did you
0: catch the uh,
1: uh did you catch
0: inside the NBA? Yeah, I was just watching it, uh the Jerry West part got me. The Shaq part really got to me. Um yeah. this, I really want to talk about that. But I actually want to like, you know, for for our listeners to understand you as a fan of Kobe Bryant. First of all, I wanna I want everybody to know, like, this is going back to 1996. I think I was like in sixth grade, mm-hmm. um, and I remember your obsession with Kobe from like the beginning, from like when he was coming in, and. Mm-hmm. And you always got pushback from me because, you know, I felt very protective of Michael Jordan. Um, but I, because I saw, like, it was obvious that, like, this young player is, he has that same, like, look in his eye and he has the same skill set as Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, I just took a stance from early on to be, like, you know, uh, a Kobe hater. And even yeah, yeah. even till the, like when he started winning titles and he had five titles, and like Mark Jackson, I remember was on TV saying like, this is a more complete Michael Jordan with the handles and the range and everything, and people were already mm-hmm. calling him the goat, kind of like what they're doing with LeBron now. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly Kobe was not the goat, but we'll get to that. Um But I want I want to just just give people an understanding of your love for Kobe Bryant. So when I used to come to your house with your kids um you used to like you had his jersey and you would every time you'd walk through your like kitchen I remember you do like this spin move like like (laughs) crossover even till now in a way but you, you, you do this move where you do like this like like uh fake spin move around whoever if it's your mom standing in your way you'll do like a crossover and a spin move around your mom and you'll like you'll toss up an imaginary ball and you'll be like Kobe, you know (laughs) <laughs> like it's it's just like Kobe like Kobe was like your your childhood and um and in a way, you know, he was the bridge from the from I guess I, I consider my generation of NBA was a little bit before that. Was like the early nineties. And and when I saw um you know, I felt very threatened by Kobe. Besides he was a a Laker and you know, as a Knicks fan I could never really appreciate the Lakers.
1: You say but, that you, you say that like you You say that like you were a player in the NBA. I
0: know, I know. I, I get very I get I get
1: very, I, that's
0: how I am. I'm, I'm very emotionally attached to to my team you and, say that,
1: and uh, you say that you say that like you're Eddie Jones. I was very I know. threatened
0: by Kobe. I thought I'd go <laughs> But it's true. I mean, you, it is true. You remember that? So we'd have these debates, yeah, and like you, while you, it was happening, which, which
1: is which is funny because it's weird because when while Jor- I feel like while Jordan was playing, you hated Jordan. Uh, you were a Knicks fan, so you hated Jordan because Jordan would always, yeah, uh, you know, would always crush the Knicks, and you were, and also you were a Larry Bird fan
0: because you appreciated
1: yeah. how much how good Larry Bird was with uh with a fraction of the athleticism, yeah. um and how smart he was, and how he used his basketball i q um and how he achieved greatness without any you know any of the you know the gifts that Jordan had, so you always appreciated that but then, but then when as soon as you know Jordan retired and Kobe you know started taking over, you immediately started hating Kobe and then, and then, you know, claiming Jordan I was, was probably
0: the Yeah, I was probably taking a little bit of my frustrations out that I had on Jordan and taking it on Kobe, but I think the reason why I felt that way also was oh. because, like, to me, like, Jordan's career, to me, ended very abruptly. Like, we only got to see, we got to see, he left, he retired in his prime the first time. And then, you can argue that in his second act, he was also like, he finished at the high at the peak, and then he comes back at like at like 40 years old. He's still very good. He's still like a top 20 player, maybe average 20 points a game. But and then the young generation who didn't see Michael Jordan, let's say, who didn't appreciate him, was like saying Kobe's the best. Kobe's the best. And I was like, you guys don't remember this. You're watching Kobe drop f- 55 points on Wizards Jordan, you know, fat overweight Jordan. On the Wizards, you know, like there was a game where the last game they ever had against each other, Kobe dropped 55 points in, like, three quarters on MJ. And, right. I mean, obviously, MJ wasn't guarding him, but but still, like, they had that competitive thing, and I was just like, God, this is not, this isn't right, you know? It's like, this isn't like Michael Jordan. People don't get it, you know? And it was just like, from that moment, I was just very defensive, even from before that. Um right. But once he started winning titles, I was always like, you know... He wouldn't have done it without Shaq. Michael Jordan was the best player in his team. Kobe was the, was the, was the Robin of his team. But this, this whole thing, and we'll get into it, but this is so devastating beyond basketball. But I wanted to say one thing about Kobe that you pointed out to me, which I never really thought about. It makes a lot of sense. And maybe actually you should articulate it because it's your thought when you were saying about the difference between Kobe and, and Michael and why, and why, um, you know this hits home more because Jordan always felt a little bit. We felt a little bit detached right. from him.
1: Right. So at least you know, I was born in in nineteen. You know, in, in the eighties, right, late eighties. So I started mm-hmm. being a fan in the in the early nineties. I remember right before. You know, I, I remember watching the finals, the, the, the you know ninety three finals right before jo- Jordan retired for the first time. You know, I vividly remember watching that, Um, and I probably watched, you know, the the, the games before that as well, but that's, like, the first time I vividly remember watching. So, you know, by the time Space Jam came out, I was already, like, a huge NBA fan, a huge, you know, Jordan fan. Um, I watched Jordan's uh, second title run, you know, second three-piece when he came back from retirement the first time. Um but I didn't see him come into the league. So by the time I was a fan, Jordan was already Jordan. Right? I didn't right. see his I didn't see his struggle. Um I didn't see him uh lose to the to to the Pistons. Um I didn't see him, you know, have to go through the period before Phil Jackson uh and before right. Scottie Pippen. Uh, when he was just, you know, when he was just a, a, a really talented scorer, but wasn't playing, still wasn't playing winning basketball, and he had to figure all that out. Um, so I, you know, when I when I was looking at Jordan, was already Jordan. He was already this icon. He was already this, you know, this god playing basketball. He,
0: he was a perfect physical specimen, and he had and all yeah. he had all the physical. Tools. And this is
1: this is before LeBron. So LeB- you know. Jordan was just this perfect physical specimen. He, he was the fastest guy on the court. He jumped the highest. He was strong, athletic. Uh, he had an amazing mid-range jump shot. Uh, you know, he could do it. Obviously, he was Jordan. He could do it all. Best basketball player of all time. But, you know, as soon as, and it's interesting, because Kobe came into the league in 1996, um, and Jordan was still in the league then, right? Jordan was having his his best season ever, right? Um. Yet, as soon as Kobe came into the league, I was immediately just, just captured by by him, captivated by him for some reason, and I don't even know why. You know, if I tell you, try to tell you now why, at at eight years old, or nine years old, however old I was, why I was so captivated by Kobe at a young age, I don't. I really. Couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, and he was coming um, off the bench. <laughs> and and I remember up, those I air averaging balls.
1: eight averaging eight points a game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember I those airballs against Utah. Uh huh. And I had rubbing her face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I would just watch those Lakers games, and I would always just wait for Kobe to come into the game. And I would always just hope that they would. I would just, I would just watch him the entire time. And I was a kid, my, I couldn't take my eyes off of Kobe the entire game. You know, when he was on the bench I was hoping for him to for the coach to put him in. Um and then when he was in, I just wanted him to pass him the pass him the ball and I just wanted him to, to score. That's all I wanted Kobe to do. I just wanted to watch Kobe get the ball and score and I never wanted him to pass it.
0: <laughs>
1: and and I just immediately was uh was just obsessed with him from a very young age and I, I can't even explain why. Um, you know, he obviously he had a certain, he had a certain style about him. He had a certain charisma and sort of court presence at such a young age. Um, and he was, you know, he had, his crossover was better than Jordan's. He was doing mm-hmm. these, um, he was doing these reverse layups where he would come up on one side and reverse it. Um, and, you know, and cut the score on the other side of the hoop. And he was doing 360 dunks, Um and he was just—he you could see that he was just playing, you know the way the way Westbrook plays now, where he doesn't doesn't take a possession off and he gives every possession a hundred percent. He was doing that, but with more with more skill and with more style. Um And I just I just fell in love with him from such a from such a young age. And I you know. And I could see, okay, he's averaging eight points a game. The next season he was averaging, you know, what, 12 or 15 points a game. Um, and I just watched him ascend to the best player in the league. But it was – even when he was scoring eight points a game, I still felt like he was the best player in the game. Like there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to become the best player in the game. Um, and And then he did – I watched him do that. And I felt like I was a part of it, and when he had that first three peat with with Shaq and where Shaq was you know now, as an adult, I can look back and I could say, okay, like Shaq was- you know I look back at the stats and I look back at you know the 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 highlights and all that, and I watched every single game, every single Lakers game uh in the playoffs during- you know throughout kobe's entire career. I didn't miss a game um And, you know, I watched uh, him and Shaq during, you know, that first in in 2000 when when they won the chip for the first time. And Shaq was clearly the alpha on that team, right? He was clearly the most important player on the team. But when I was watching it as a kid, I would argue with anyone that it was Kobe, (laughs) You know, as a kid, I was watching, I was saying, like, no, Kobe's the best. Kobe's the best player on the team. And I would get into these arguments with, you yeah, know, it's just you, but 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 everyone. Everyone's like, no, it's Shaq's team. And for years, I was arguing that, no, Kobe was the most important player on that team. Kobe was the best player on that team. Uh, no, he was and, the facilitator and the closer. And Kobe so. was Kobe was the closer. So whenever Shaq, you know, Shaq would have uh, issues with the uh, free throws, they had to pull him out late in the game. Kobe would have to be the closer. The close, you know, they have to put the ball in Kobe's hands at the end of the game, and he would. Well, close. also that game Kobe against Indiana
0: in the first uh-huh. finals when Shaq got injured or Shaq, sorry, he got fouled. He fouled out, I think towards uh-huh. the. It was in the, it, late in the game, and Kobe was like 21, and Reggie yeah. was like, okay, this is Miller so time, Reggie Miller, and then Kobe just goes off. He hit like a few shots in a row, and then he just like stole the game, and like he basically like solidified their win. So that was his right. moment to be like this I can do this too, you know. Right. But what well, the point that you 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 wanted I think you were telling me you were you were getting to a point about and this is what you told me before we spoke mm-hmm. um on this call um you were telling me that uh, Jordan actually when you were, were you, when were you telling right, me Right, so I, you know, I know I know
1: I we've been we've been talking on an approach since it happened uh we just didn't we were both too like emotional to 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 do a pod even though I, we we probably should have but um yeah. we just kind of you know we just needed to uh, we were sitting we're sitting Shiva <laughs> yeah I know. yeah and um, really? so i remember what i was, what i was saying was that you know i was i rooted for kobe to become great and even though i always thought he was the best it was sort of you know, I thought he was the best pretty much because could, you could see that he thought he was the best and that he was going to be – you could sort of tell he was going to become the best if he wasn't already. You just saw – you could sort of see the potential just oozing out of him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And um, and then, you you know, you watched him ascend or I watched him ascend and, and I felt like I was doing it with him. So because of that, you know, Kobe was sort of – was human, Right, like he was, he wasn't Jordan. He wasn't this guy. He didn't come into the league averaging thirty points a game. He came into the league averaging eight points a game off the bench. He was airballing shots. Um, it took him, you know, it took him years. You know, in the first first uh, his first ring, he was the sidekick. Second ring, you know, probably also it's a little it's debatable. But by his by his third ring, um, you know, it was sort of like a. Uh, one A and one B, when yeah. you watched him become this this great player, and because yeah. of that, you know it was, it was a human uh, yes. working hard to realize his potential. Hundred um, percent. So it sort of taught me that, you know, that that's why he's so inspirational. That's why that's why yes. people loved him so much. That's why his fans are crazy about him because. You know, he he was a human that achieved right. this this goat level of of greatness. Yeah. And he taught everyone that if you if you work really really hard, <clears throat> even if you don't become Michael Jordan, you could become Kobe Bryant, and that's
0: and he and, and he and almost became amazing. Michael Jordan too. That's that's not. And he almost like, became like, Michael. Like, to, yeah. yeah, I mean, like Michael and, Jordan and, and was you like you
1: know if you didn't if you didn't tear his Achilles, who knows, right? Yeah, who knows? He could have won, and look, could have won with he, another he, another ring, another yeah, two rings. Who knows? Potentially, like, yeah. if, if they didn't veto the Chris Paul trade, you know. And by just, the way, he could, could still up. be
0: Vince Carter still playing right now. There's no reason why Kobe shouldn't be playing right now if he wasn't healthy, right? If he right. wasn't injured. Um. Uh. But you know, I don't think he wanted to go out that way. You know, uh, just being a shell of himself, which which he kind of was at the end. Um. Yeah. And and honestly, like but you mentioned it, but I'm going to put it in these terms. Michael Jordan was Zeus and Kobe was Achilles, you know, if you know, um, right. um you know, right. uh, Greek mythology. And that's right. why people really like relate to Kobe a lot more. Not only Jordan, Jordan was a global icon, he was the first global icon in basketball, but Kobe was the first global icon in that, that actually transitioned into the social media age as well. And the different. Very, very similar. They were kind of these. Both of them were were kind of these characters who didn't know much about because they were very private about themselves. You just hear stories, and you hear stories about Kobe talking about Michael Jordan and his competitive nature. And he said, he's like Michael Jordan would bet, like he would gamble about everything. He he over everything. He would, he would he was like a psychotic a uh, gambler. Like he was competitive about guessing what the bill was going to be when the waitress would come, and then like. Kobe's like I wasn't like that. He's like I was just very focused on my craft. But whatever I decide to put my mind to, I'm 100% committed, and I'm gonna be the best at it. And the difference, I think Jordan, in a way, is like that's a sickness. It's not something I look up to. It's it's more of like a degenerate nature, where it's somebody who um, needs to like be the best to like put you know at the expense of others. He has to he has to kind of like I can't I don't know if I'm expressing it the right way but he has to kind of, like, he's not, he's not able to see others succeed, which is why you don't see, like, Michael Jordan. Yeah, he, he gave Kobe advice and this and that, but never saw these videos of, like, Michael Jordan training other players. Kobe, towards the end, was paying it forward, you know? Right. He, he, he right. didn't mind LeBron. He's like, okay, you know what? People are seeing LeBron's better, and, like, I don't really care. When they asked him, and I really believe him, like, and they asked him, like, yeah. why do you think you're, you're – do you think you're – he's like, I don't care what people think. He was like, I that was a – I'm done with that part of my life. Now I'm, I'm a father. I'm a, and what's, what was so amazing was that Kobe was finally letting – a guy who was, like, such a mysterious figure – and let's be frank, the media did not like Kobe so much during his time, and fans mm-hmm. were very, very – he was a very polarizing figure because of all the, you know, the rumors about his – his relationship with Shaq, and maybe he, he was like Yoko Ono, like breaking up the Lakers, you know, like uh, it was people weren't always so kind to Kobe, and he wasn't very friendly around the league. Like veterans who were around him when he was younger, you know, he couldn't, mm-hmm. he couldn't go to bars and clubs because he was six, 18 years old. So he would just only work out. And then the other veterans on the team, a lot of them had, had issues with the way he was, you know, acting like he's the, the next Jordan. And it took many years for his personality to start coming out. And then he just became this charming, open person where, like, now, the next chapter of his life is paying it forward and then, like, being a family man, being there for his daughters, being an example about, like, what hard work is, and then starting this, you know, $100 million investment fund and winning an Oscar. And you just, we just scratched Emmy. the surface. Yeah, and Emmy just scratching the surface of what this guy can be, um, as a philanthropist, as someone who champions female basketball, um, and it was taken like he was taken away in the prime of his life. Right like, yeah, the prime of his career, but this is the prime of his life, and it's. Right. I think he had and so much really, to
1: offer, and you really got the sense that the second half or his second career would have been as successful, if not more, than his basketball career. You really got I think, that. I think that, more. That sounds... I, right.
0: I think it, I, it was headed that, that direction. Like, everything this guy touched him to goals 'cause because he, he knew because how to surround really himself with Because you really see that,
1: like, people. wait a minute, like, this... I feel like mom mentality was always, you know, for years, it was sort of this persona. Mama was his, his nickname. It was a persona. He had the Mama the face and, and all that. But I feel like in retirement it really became a, a movement, you know, when he started being with his older statesman in the league. And, and then I feel like once the media and and e- even the you know, Kobe haters would sort of see how much influence he had on the players of the league and mm-hmm. how much, you know, like, you know, people would say, oh, Le- Jordan is better, Le- LeBron is better. There's always this LeBron, this Kobe. And I feel like most of the media agreed that for some reason that Co- that LeBron was better. And I don't want to get yeah. into that now. Um, no, but, and by the way, that was our first um, podcast.
0: But, uh, right. Just, just you know, that's how important Kobe is. You wanted, you wanted to not talk about Jordan versus LeBron because that's just like low hanging fruit. That's just an easy conversation to have. You know, it's the right. obvious one. But you were like, "Why is everyone disrespecting Kobe?" And I thought that was a very compelling first thing, very, very apropos right. actually, that we're talking about right. Kobe right now. After that, right. you know.
1: So. Yeah, so I, I, I don't want to get into that, but, um, you know, it, it was only until players started, really started speaking out, um, and sort of saying, like, no, I, I played with Kobe and I played with LeBron or I played against Kobe and I played against LeBron, and Kobe's my guy. Like, I think, and a lot of players, you hear a lot of players on, around the league saying that, you know, yeah. whether it's, it's Matt Barnes,
0: Paul Pierce, um,
1: are Paul Pierce, Artet, Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade, but, you know, a lot of these guys are, you know, they all had so much, you know, Carmelo, Anthony, they all just had so much love for Kobe. Um, yeah. and then a lot of the, and a lot of the younger guys too, um, Irving, Tatum, even younger, Tatum, um, right. you know, just around the league, you sort of noticing like, wow, Kobe was, so, influential, it's almost as if, you know, Kobe had more fans around the league than LeBron, it seems like. Yes. Right? It te- it, you know, yeah. it seems that way. Um, and I feel like, you know, it was in the, the past few years of his retirement when the media started coming around. And I think Kobe the media came around, it-
0: though. I think the media did start coming around when he won on his own without Shaq. But I think really what solidified it, believe it or not, now that I'm just thinking back, I'm like, when did mm-hmm. I start really liking Kobe and appreciating yeah, and Kobe? Appreciating, I, I, just, just like, respecting him. Because you remember, like, it shifted with me. Like, I started really showing Kobe more respect. And I was talking about him, like, dude. Once I, he got towards the end, I was like, wow, you know. Um, it was the Redeem team when he – I never saw him on the Olympic team. And that was something that, like, mm-hmm. I thought was a rite of passage for superstars in the NBA. And I was always like, why isn't Kobe, mm-hmm. you know, joining the USA team? And the USA was, team was embarrassed twice before, mm-hmm. um, and they had this you know team of misfits with Iverson and Marbury, and all these guys, and, and Lebron and Carmelo, young Lebron and Carmelo on that team, and all of a sudden these veterans come together like Jason Kidd, and and um, uh, Chris Paul, oh, Chris Paul I guess it was it was a contemporary of Lebron, um, but all these great players like Dwayne Wade, Lebron, and they're all entering their prime. Mm-hmm. and and then the la- they, they were just dominating everybody but the last mm-hmm. game was against Spain where Spain people don't appreciate like guys like Rudy Fernandez who would like, played a little bit in NBA and and uh, young Rubio and um the Gasol brothers in their prime they were just a cohesive unit cuz they grew up together they're playing each other since they're 13 and that goes a long way um And they just had great chemistry, and they were, like, it looked like they were a real threat in that game. And the last Mm -hmm. few minutes, I think it was the fourth quarter, I think Kobe scored, like, 12 or 14 points in the fourth quarter. LeBron, Kidd, all these guys who were, like, who've been around were, like, this is Kobe time. And they just stepped out of the way, and Kobe just, like, dominated. And he just willed them to win on both ends. He was just an animal. And I was just like, right. okay, he is the Michael Jordan of this era, and LeBron James, you know, he he's not ready. This is not his time. Like this is Kobe right. time because there was it was already starting that whole thing. Like at that point, like is LeBron better than Kobe? But it was clear at that time that okay, it's not LeBron's time yet. And you know, we're always we always talk about this, but we're we're slaves to you know recency bias where. When Kobe, when Kobe, um, before, like, let's say his last championship, when he won his fifth title, the debate between him and Michael Jordan was a real debate. It was all over ESPN. It was all over. All, all the analysts were talking yeah. about it. And then after the Achilles, what happens? You see a player go through their demise, sort of, and their, their downfall, and he starts, starts being a shell of himself, and he starts losing to, like, teams that he should be beating, and players, he looks, you know, Wade is, Considerably better than him on the court, so you start to forget that how great Kobe is, and then you this is happening while LeBron is dominating, so you start thinking, "Wow, LeBron!" But I'm telling you this right now, we're going to see the same thing happen if LeBron keeps playing when he's when he's tailing off, and then mm-hmm. he continues to lose and not win titles. Like I'm actually rooting mm-hmm. for the Lakers to win a title this year for for Kobe. I think I think they have to. They have they to. Have I think to 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 ref, the ref, the refs the ref. refs will. The refs will, will make sure it happens. <laughs> it's just, uh, <laughs> I don't
1: want to, I don't want cool. to go there in this conversation. Know, they, they, they have to, uh, they have to win the title this year. They have yeah. to do that. But right? different,
0: different conversation because, you know, yeah, um, um I want to, I want I want to pay more. We should really honor Kobe and there's a yeah, few yeah, things we I want to do. I we've been doing it,
1: cause in the past, the past two days, we, we've been talking about him nonstop. Um, yes. What else, you know?
0: Oh, this is what I wanted to, to discuss. And okay. by the way, you know, when you're eulogizing somebody, like we, you know, as a as a Jewish person, obviously, you know, we're it's, it's, the antithesis of Judaism is idolatry, right? And this is a subject that I actually wanted to touch on a little bit, where, and and people maybe like from my circles like feel a little strange that, you know, why are people mourning this? This, okay, he just put a ball in the hole, and and that was his like job. And people didn't understand for multiple reasons. This isn't idolatry. This is actually like honoring the legacy of a person who impacted our lives in a positive way that goes beyond basketball. Because one of the things that Kobe represented, besides the Mamba mentality and all these things, um, like Kobe was a piece of our childhood. Okay. And when you have a hero in your childhood and that person is gone, what it does is that why are we getting so emotional about it? It's because he was taken too soon. He's, he's the epitome of untapped potential. And when you lose that and you think this guy like, is untouchable, really all these NBA players grow old. You, when you lose him, you start thinking about your own mortality and you start thinking about your own children. Like I have children. You start thinking about these things. You start saying like, wow, anybody can go at any time. Like Kobe was invincible. So it makes you start to think and question and be like, and for me, I'm like, I need to have more of a mama mentality in my life because I feel like I, I waste a lot of time. Oh, really? And, yeah, and like, right, right. and like we needed to slap in the face because what I wanted to segue into, how was I going to, you know, that, that's, I wanted to bring that up to segue into the idea of has there been a bigger figure, a pop cultural figure in our, even not, not even our lifetime in the last century. That their death was more impactful, and and I don't mean this to try to take away from. I could speak for my generation. Obviously, I don't, right. I, Martin Luther King and Princess Diana. I um, I want to make the argument that although they stood for things that are obviously Martin Luther King stood for something uh, yeah, like a lot more important. Focus,
1: let's focus. on.
0: But I, I did mean, want, want to make this. But I do want to make this I I don't I don't mind saying something a little controversial about this. Because
1: okay. even
0: like Princess Diana, you know.
1: Because no, listen, Martin, Martin Luther King was a huge, huge, huge. Yes, yes, than, yes. I'm not taking away dogs? from. And I, don't think I, I, I just don't think as two white guys we we could ever really understand. <laughs> well, I'm I'm We could ever like understand really understand. No, 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 no. no.
0: I, I'm I'm not even I'm not I'm not taking away from the impact of losing MLK. Obviously, to me, I think he's a obviously a heroic figure. He, what he did was greater than anything Kobe accomplished. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. The point that I'm yeah. trying to make is that there's an expectation when somebody is a political figure and is a polarizing figure and is somebody who is putting himself out there, there's some, in the back of your head, there's a reason why presidents have secret service because people know that they're, you know, they're potentially there could be an assassination attempt or there, there's a part of you that that kind of like, you know, feels like that person can easily be taken away from you at any time because uh, okay, of their. Right, right, right. You get what because I'm trying to say? Status.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yes, I'm not trying to say that the, they're in, important They're in now. the political arena.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's the point I'm trying to make. They I'm not both, they, were both,
1: they were both assa- uh, you know, assassinated, and it's and it's tragic.
0: You know, yeah. obviously,
1: Princess Diana is, is more of a conspiracy, but it's. You know it's tragic, but there's yes. there's sort of the uh, the element of they're in the political arena. Yes, it's always that's always hanging over their head as a possibility.
0: Exactly. So even and, even and also when,
1: even Kennedy, even when Kennedy gets assassinated, you're like, oh my god, that's crazy. But right. he was the president. That's sort of that's right. sort of a risk, right? Yeah, so exactly. So, and and even and just to take it a step further, and I, I feel like you we I don't I don't remember if we spoke about this or not. We may, we might have, but. Even if you look at, I think the most, the person that most closely compares them is, in terms of iconic figures that have passed away in our lifetime, Michael Jackson, right? Michael Jackson is, you know, the most one of you know that John Lennon, the most iconic figure in all of music, right. Probably, right. If not one, you know, definitely yes. one of them. You know, Elvis, right. Michael Jackson, right? He's and iconic, you know, beyond music. Right. Um, but even with, if you look at Michael Jackson, you look at Elvis, um,
0: you it didn't go at, beyond
1: music. Even <laughs> and and they and no, they reached a no, no, musical peak. That, or, that, also, well, not just that. Well, Michael Jackson was he was he was iconic. And he was just such a part of the culture that it in it right. even though he was a musician, um, it, it was beyond music. He was such a part of the culture. But there was an element of self-destruction, right? Yeah. If you look at if you look at Michael
0: Whitney, Jackson, Whitney Houston you
1: also, Whitney Houston, you Robin Robert,
0: Williams, you yeah,
1: Robin Williams, Kurt, Cob- you know, Kurt Cobain, uh, Janis Japlin and all the 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 iconic celebrities that have been you know taken before their time. They all have this element of self-destruction. And with Kobe, right. he's, you know, if I'm not mistaken, he's like the only one, one of the only ones, or the 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 largest one, who didn't have that element of all. In fact, it was the opposite. He was so right. far from self-destructive.
0: He was, he was. He was a builder. He was building other people. He, he,
1: he, yeah. not, not, he was, he was, he lived life to the fullest and worked hard every day to be the best person that he could be every single day every second of the day so that he could be the best father he could be the best you know the the best writer that he could be the best media mogul that he could be the best businessman that he could be you know all that after he was the best basketball player that he could be
0: um and 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 losing his daughter was no yeah you add that to it because all the innocents that died, all the tragedy, young girls. You know? Yeah, it's complete tragedy because it's not just, and you can say, oh, plane crashes happen all the time. I've heard, I'm reading around the internet, so obviously there's a lot of, the, you know, insensitive comments or comments from people like, what about the other families or what about many people who die in other horrific accidents? Like, nobody's taking away from that, but when you, when you have someone like a, a big figure like this, like, you feel like you know them. You know, it's different. It's right. a, It feels very personal. So it's not to take right. away from the other people who, who perished um, tragically in many different ways and all the time, but this is this is something that we watched. Kobe let us in, finally let us into his life, and then he would bring Gianna, his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, with him to all these games, introducing all these players. And I heard a beautiful story about, like um, I could be misquoting it a little bit, but um, where he would bring his daughter out and and. Like people would come to him and be like, "Come on, Kobe, you, should, you need to have a boy so you can like extend your legacy. You, want, you can have more kids." Mm-hmm. And, and then his mm-hmm. daughter's like, "Hey, I'm right here." He's like, "I'm I'm the legacy," and she was right. determined to be like the best. She wanted to be like the best right. WNBA player of all time. And he, I just found out like a week ago, he um, trademarked. Um, he he got his trademarked Mambasita for his daughter. Right. Um, I guess he was going to gift it to her. And um, yeah, like like that would have been the extension of Kobe, and like her commitment to excellence oh like mirrored him. God. There's a, there's a video there's a video of him. I don't know if you if you noticed it, but there's a video of him giving her like kind of like a, a rundown of what's happening. There's a play that's happening, and he's pointing and, and
1: court side. explaining
0: to, him to her. courtside so when
1: they're sitting courtside at the NBA. Yeah, yes. yeah sure. Is it right? It's,
0: but if you notice, she finishes his sentence. I don't know if you noticed that right. she she mouths the same thing he does, and he has this like smile, like she's got it, you know. And I, right. I just like I just started thinking of my kids, and I started thinking of like, you know, just like wow, like how can this happen? How can such a like his poor wife, his poor kids, and then you just then it makes you actually start thinking about other people who've lost, who those other ones who are forgotten in history, like these other families who've perished. You actually start feeling for them too, because you realize that like. He just represents, you know, this just represents a pain, like the pain that other people go through. I myself, right. you know, this is around the time I was telling you this. Around, I have an uncle who who perished in a plane crash, 30, uh, around thirty years ago, and it happened around this time. So my family is already like, you know, it's already something that we're thinking of. It's on our mind, and something like this, such such a high profile thing, is happening. That um, you know, it brings back all these other emotions. So you could, like, this, this thing that's happening just brings out a lot of emotions because everyone's going through something at the same time. It, and it feels so cathartic and it feels so, in a way, like, comforting, like the Jewish concept of Shiva, where you, where you sit down, you're forced to actually discuss and, and face what you're going through and you're watching all these legends and all these players like Shaq talking about how we're, all the NBA legends were supposed to grow old. As all the, I know I see Bill Russell, I see all these guys, I, all of the legends grew old and we get to talk to them and hear from them and we get to grow with them. And this, he was taken away and you start hearing the peers and all these stories that never one ever spoke about. And it's, it's an amazing thing because it's giving us comfort in a way to know that, like, you know, in a way we think about our own mortality, like I said before, but it makes you, like, it makes you realize that, like, we have to appreciate our loved ones. We have to be more, you know, expressive. We have to tell people who we love or people who are, let's say, not speaking to because we're upset at them and these little things. Like, this is an inspiration to us and watching it happen in front of our eyes, we're watching all these legends like Shaq who... Who had, you know, he had a up his his relationship with Kobe had ebbs and flows, just like most, you know, close relationships. But we're we're witnessing how much he meant to him, and he, his he's crying in front of us, telling us that he regrets not talking to him more. And to me, that's such a powerful thing. This goes beyond basketball, you know.
1: Yeah, man, it's um, it's devastating. I mean, it's, you really, and it's crazy, like, you, you know, I, I got the news from, from my sister, my sister called me, and she was like, did you hear what happened to Kobe, and I was like, no, and he's like, I think there's, like, reports they he died in the helicopter, and I was like, what, like, she's like, yeah, I'm not sure if it's real, but it's, like, trending on Twitter now, and, and I immediately Google it, and, and, the only thing I saw was TMZ, and I'm like, is this, is this real, is this a rumor, and I, and and then I I look for it on Twitter and um, and then I see that it's trending, but there's no like major news source that's that's reporting on it yet. And then you know a few minutes pass, and finally there's like an ABC report or, or what you know one of one of the bigger uh, networks and. And then more news reports come out, and then you realize that it's real, and at first like it I was just in shock like my 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 heart was beating um, and I was in it I was literally having a, a meeting with you know a business meeting with a friend we were we were having brunch, but we were uh we were talking business, and i just i get up from the table and and i'm like i, I, I oh my God, and I just get up from the table I told him that Kobe died, and I just walk walk out of the meeting, he picks up the bill. <laughs> And I just walk out and I, I I call you, and and then I start getting. Oh, so I was I was your first call. Yeah. Wow. Um, and and I and texts start coming in and and people start calling me, and immediately I'm in, my heart's just pounding and and I'm just in complete shock, and then I go home and then I go home and I'm just you know I'm talking to you I'm talking to other people and I'm watching. The news on TV, and I'm just in shock and shock and shock. And then I just get this this crazy headache, and I I I just had to get into bed for a little bit. And I get into bed, and I and I and I and, I, and I'm on my laptop, like watching the stuff. And I have a, a a migraine headache, and I just start sobbing. Just pour, just it's just pouring out of me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wow, like I'm really reacting to this the way I I would if a family member had passed or if a close friend had passed, and I, you know, I've experienced that. You know, I've experienced that, um, mm-hmm. and it was hitting me. You know, it was hitting me almost as hard as that, right? It was hitting me as if it was a, if it was a good friend, and and I thought to myself, like, like. It, it, in a way, it makes sense that I'm reacting this way, and also in a way, it's, it, it doesn't. Um, no. But obviously, but it does because I, I he was my he was my hero. I watched, and more than that, no. I watched his entire life since he was 17 years old. I mean, he was a part no. of my life for the past for over 20 years, and I watched him grow before my eyes, and and. And then, when I thought about his daughter I would look at pictures of him as his daughter, and it would it would just kill me, knowing yeah. that that you know just thinking of his last moments and thinking that he you know probably knew you know what was about to happen to him and his daughter, and just just the thought of that is what yeah, is what it's a horrible
0: me. it's a horrible yeah. thing and and the wife has to bury her daughter and her husband and it's then the whole world is watching i mean it's everywhere she goes it's going to be her and her sisters wherever they go and he has a newborn child there's all these things that are just so sad and so hard to because people you know part, because we're kind of we got a peek into his life we, we 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 it makes helps us understand other people's suffering now in a different it puts it in a different light and um you know one thing that, and it's crazy because I just wa- I was just listening to, like this past week he was um he was being interviewed by um, Matt Barnes and uh, and uh, what's his name Jax, Stephen Jackson on uh, all that smoke. So I was listening to that interview. For some reason I, w- I was getting recommendations on YouTube to listen to like Kobe interviews. I was in- I listened to the A Rod and Big Cat interview, um, the Barstool interview, and then I listened mm-hmm. to. Um, this is probably like a month ago, the value tainment. I don't know if you ever listened to that guy, Patrick David. He mm-hmm. he interviewed Kobe about just like, you know, his career in business. And like, so I'm, I, I know more about, I feel like I know more about Kobe than I do about a lot of other people because he, he, he's opening up or he has been opening mm-hmm. up for such a long time. And there's so many valuable things you can learn from a guy like that. That, mm-hmm. go, like I mentioned, I keep saying it goes beyond basketball, but, One thing that, that really broke me, you know, just listening to, obviously the funeral is going to be crazy. I don't know if it's going to be televised. I don't know. I I don't know if we're going to hear from certain players. I need, I
1: know if there's something public that I really, really want to go. You should. um,
0: You should. You should. Absolutely. If you can, then, then do it. You know, like, uh, but the two that happened tonight, I mean, Jerry West, the, he was like his, he said, he was like, he was like my son. He basically like right. raised him. And one thing he said tonight, I don't know if you noticed on, on uh TNT, which I thought was like, we're learning all these new things when Jerry West is in Memphis working for the Grizzlies. And Kobe was like during that time where he had a tumultuous relationship with the, with the Lakers organization. And he, he kind of like wanted to leave and he was considering going to the Clippers and did you see this part of Jerry West? Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he basically he said that I told Kobe. He asked me what I think about going to the Clippers. And first of all, this would have turned all, a lot of the Laker fans off on Kobe, which would have been very, very damaging to his legacy in one way. But what's interesting was is that Jerry West currently works for the Clippers. He just told all the fans yeah. that I I stopped you from having the best player ever. And he mm-hmm. said, "That's how much he cared about Kobe. He was just like right. he doesn't care about his current job or anything. He right. was just thinking like, i 'I'm not letting you play for that owner. That would be like, period. You're not you're not playing for that guy.' And Jerry West had experience right. with uh, Donald Sterling, and you know Jerry West is a is a he's a great man by all accounts. He's such a yeah. iconic pr- figure as just post basketball, just as a human being. So watching him talk about how." His brother died in Korea, and that was the hardest day but this to him right now is the hardest it's like he lost his son and you know what's so touching about this is that like i love to I love seeing when like the color barriers are broken and it's and it's public, and people can see that like Jerry West saw Kobe Bryant as his son. It's such a powerful thing. And, um, you know, he he was... And seeing Shaq, that that part really got to me the most because Shaq is always this jolly guy. And he doesn't usually let... Like, he doesn't really show his emotional side. Like, that where he's uncontrolled. He might tear up once in a while. But talking about how his sister just died and he lost his father and now he lost his brother, Kobe. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I have friends who are more casual fans not really following exactly what, what's happened over the years between Shaq and Kobe and I felt the need to kind of like let them know that you know Shaq and Kobe about Shaq and Kobe's relationship because they're like oh they had beef and they weren't getting along and I'm like no actually like, like most relationships and if you listen to Shaq's interview on his podcast yesterday and if you listen to their interview together when they were one-on-one from, from two three years ago um, opening up about their relationship you realize that, like, every, every important relationship, every close relationship, especially when you work together, you're gonna have ups and downs. You're gonna have those, you're gonna beef, you're gonna have rivalry, you're gonna have all these different things and emotions. But at the end of the day, like, Shaq was saying how, you know, during the finals, he would get calls from Kobe every night at 3 a.m. because they knew they had to, they had to, they were the ones running the ship. So whether they had beef, they were, it was mostly the media making that. And we know Phil Jackson notoriously was, was trying to fuel that fire because that would help elevate their game. He felt that was a way to do it. Um, and he didn't mind that tension because he wanted them to like, to like push each other a little bit. And he liked that fire. But at the end of the day, it was a friendly rivalry when Shaq left to Miami. So this is where. Thing, this is why this whole thing started, and I almost feel the need to kind of clear the air for Kobe, um, mm. because what happened was, is that Kobe's this young kid, and he said it himself. He said, look, I didn't want this, This uh, he was such a champion at heart, that he, he's like, I didn't want this uh, thing hanging over me, where people would say, like, if I won 10 titles with Shaq, people would be like, you know what, he was the best. You know, Robin ever to, to Shaq for that manner. Like he was the best sidekick. Like he believed and he was ended up being true, right that he himself can, can do this. And he didn't want to be known as like this, you know, sidekick. Um, and he, and he proved it, but Shaq, the following year when he went to Miami, um, not only did Shaq win a title, but like the Lakers kind of collapsed, um, as a franchise. And, um, you know, Kobe went to that stage where he was putting up all these individual, and he was showing everyone like, look, I could score 81 points in a game. Right? It was kind of like early Jordan years in a way, where he was just demolishing people, but he wasn't really accomplishing much other than his personal accolades. And then he gets the how the deal happens, and then the rest is history. But he, you saw that, you know, Shaq famously like, did that whole thing, Kobe told me how my ass tastes, you know, in the club, and after he won his fourth title. And then Kobe won, when he won his fifth, you're like, oh, my God, he's such a he's such an, M, like, MJ clone because he had to rub it in Shaq's face. Like, he always made jokes after that to Shaq, like, I have more titles than you. And that's what Shaq was crying about tonight. He said, we're never going to be able to do that again. We're never going to be able to be like, oh, I have five, I have five and you have four. And he was crying about that, which shows that their friendship yeah. was so deep. And Shaq was just saying, he's like, look, I'm I'm busy and I I my my career, you know, Shaq's in every commercial on TV. He's very right. he's a very um you know business savvy guy and he's very dedicated to his, to his work. He he works in Atlanta for TNT, so he's not going to see Kobe. And people are like, oh, he hasn't spoken to Kobe since that time, since that last game that Kobe had. Yeah, that's the last real long conversation they've had because they both like travel a lot and they both are busy with their lives and they both have thousands Personally, of Initially, I was
1: I was, sur- I was surprised
0: I was surprised too but I if was, you think I, about I it
1: I was I was, surpri- I was surpri- no, yeah I was surprised by that I was surprised but I'll tell you I tell you why I, 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 I wasn't I thought that they were closer than that But didn't they did well, the they thing, have the whole didn't they have the whole making up thing where they did a special where they were just talking Yeah exactly
0: and, and so I think Shaq it. also misremembered a little bit but I think that's what he meant was like that was our last like off camera like conversation kind of not no, exactly. they had what is that
1: that was no no, I am saying he spoke
0: man. to him, I'm talking about the conversation he had after hes when Kobe scored 60 in his last game, like when he they had yeah, a conversation at, and
1: and after the he said
0: to get fifty yeah
1: oh, yeah actually, exactly I thought, I thought he said to get fifty and he got sixty,
0: well whatever it was. They had a conversation, about I don't know, that, that, was, that was,
1: it was, it was just, surpri- that was surprising to me, because I figured they would have... But yeah, here's I the thing, it's, they've it's done some anyway.
0: interviews through the media, I'm sure they're like, I'm sh- I'm sure we can dig up some stuff where they're like, having true. conversations over the phone.
1: Son. Did you see that?
0: He reached, yeah, He, he, he she, spoke, exactly. he
1: spoke to, to both his sons, and he reached out yeah. to Shaq's yeah. the
0: son, the, like, the day of. The That's morning of, the morning of, he reached out to Shaq's son, and up. By, they were very close in that sense, where, like, you know, you have certain cousins, like, you rarely see but when you see, or friends that you see every once in a while, and then all of a sudden, yeah. it's like, you pick up where you left off, I think that's where they were in that point in their relationship, but his kids, like, he was training Sharif, Sha- Shaq has a son who, is, who was a top recruit last year in high school, and he had heart surgery, yeah. like, very devastating yeah. uh, to his career, and, and Kobe reached out to him, Kobe, like, Kobe trained him. Kobe worked out with this kid in the in the summer. So Shaq not being there physically it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. Their relationship he wouldn't be there if his relationship with Shaq wasn't strong. That's my that was my whole point of bringing this up. You know, right. like uh he referenced yeah, he he
1: children. Of the, day, the morning up. It just it must be crazy for Shaq and, and for LeBron knowing that LeBron, you know, knows that Kobe's last tweet or last Instagram post was a, was dedicated was to LeBron passing and, the torch, literally, like yeah, literally passing the torch to LeBron. But it almost that was his last didn't. It tweet?
0: seem so like at a, like almost like it couldn't be a coincidence in a way. It felt like such a like touch of like a finger of God in a way where. Where Dude, you're seeing, you're seeing, yeah, the day LeBron after he breaks the record in Philadelphia, Philadelphia. LeBron's post game speech talking about like their their history and how much this means him, and he wrote Mamba for life on his shoe, like, and then like he dies the next day. That's it's crazy, crazy. It's crazy, and yeah. it's 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 like
1: it's almost as if like
0: the universe or like,
1: God or whatever, you know, is teaching us a, a lesson in a way. It's like we have all these debates. About like yeah. Shaq or Shaq or Kobe, LeBron or Kobe, um, Jordan or Kobe, and and then this happens and you're like, oh shit, it's yeah. it's not even a, it's not even what does it even matter? It's not doesn't matter. It's not, a, it's not a, it's actually not a, it's not in a way in that, in and the, like, and the, the, it was uh, just and it was and it was all just at the end of the day it was all just for the love of the game and like they all just. Yeah. They all just did it for the love of the game, and they love each other, and that's all that really matters, and all this
0: nonsense around it hundred percent is on a is smaller it. scale on a smaller scale, not even to all compare right. the two people, but the I'm talking about the coincidence side of it, like uh I don't right. know if you were following like in wrestling the ultimate warrior and Hulk Hogan and their like rivalry or whatever it is and and how he had a falling out with a with with Vince McMahon, the ultimate warrior. Over the years, and mm-hmm. he was like basically shunned, and they made like a documentary making fun of him, kind of like, and all these bad all this bad blood over the years, and then finally they honored him with a the Hall of Fame, and he comes in there, um, and he starts because he used to put out these like like a YouTube videos bashing Hulk Hogan, bashing all these people who were like who he felt like slighted him or whatever it is. And then you, there was a video that they they, they were secretly filming him when he was like walking around, and he was reconnecting with certain people like who he trashed, like Jake the Snake Roberts, who also people didn't they didn't like him, because he wasn't very necessarily like a friendly guy to them. And then Hulk Hogan he 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 shakes his hand and they have this conversation about you know making amends and sorry for if I did anything to if Hogan was saying like if I did anything to hurt you I'm really sorry you know, and then. He gives this like speech, and everyone is expecting him to start bashing people because of what, all the things he was saying over the years. And then he he just starts like saying nice things about people, and and he's giving positive messages out there. And then Trey, the next I, day, I honestly... the next day, hold on, listen. The next day he's on Raw, and and he talks about like the spirit, like the, this this spirit of the warrior, which is like working hard and trying to be the best you can, all that. And then you find out, like, a few hours later that he died. And, like, all these guys Holy were devastated. God. And they were all, like, yeah, all these guys were devastated. Like, like guys who didn't even know him that well, guys who didn't like him that much were, like, I wish I wish – I, like, I'm so happy I got to see him that day. I'm so happy I got to meet his children because I look at him from a different – and he got to meet my children. And Vincent McMahon was bawling. And these guys felt like, wow, this was so – it's such an out-of-body experience. And for me, why was it so like I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid too and he was my favorite wrestler at one point. So like I mm-hmm. felt like a piece of my childhood diet. Same kind of feeling but on a much lower scale obviously. And um you know, but it just reminded me like the the these like little things that just didn't feel like coincidence, you know? This was this right. was a very similar feeling. You know? Right.
1: And you sort of you know, we'll never get to see, and, and, and Shaq was talking about this, how we'll never get to see Kobe uh, accept his uh, his Hall of Fame, um, you know, except being, being accepted into the Hall of Fame and his Hall of Fame speech, and, um, you know, Jordan's Hall of Fame speech was super competitive and super antagonistic, and he just called out all these people yeah. who doubted him along yeah. the way.
0: But that, that's on brand. Person. That's was, Jordan. Yeah.
1: And it was so Jordan, and you sort of, I feel like if his, if Kobe's Hall of Fame speech was like five years ago, oh. you sort of would get the idea that you sort of would assume that Kobe's would be somewhat similar in a way. Yes. Um. But then after you see sort of Kobe's at Kobe's uh, maturation over the past few years and how he's opened up so much and how he's, he's been just, you know, so helpful to so many people and such an elder statement and how he welcomed LeBron with open arms and, and how he was so beyond all of them. He was just, like, in a
0: higher place.
1: Yeah. Like, he understood, like, yeah. as a competitor, I did everything that I could to be the greatest. I think he had a
0: higher emotional yeah. intelligence than Jordan also. Like, uh... Maybe.
1: I mean, I, th- I think they just, you know, maybe they're just... Different. And someone said this. Um, who was it? It was. I think I read an article. Um, I don't remember who who wrote it, but it, I think it was an article that you know just came out today or yesterday. And they were saying that like through fatherhood, Kobe could finally be his true self, and like in retirement, Kobe really found himself. Um, right because he was so dedicated to being the best that he, you know, he cut off all, you know, all relationships. He isolated himself. He would work out by himself a lot and he was just dedicated, completely dedicated to basketball. hundred percent. He would do everything that he can mm-hmm. to get an edge. So he didn't fraternize as much as possible. He was, he had to be a leader. So he couldn't, you know, he couldn't be so buddy buddy with everyone even on his team because he just he wanted to bring out the best in everyone, and his way of doing that was just by holding everyone to a high standard and leading by example, and not not being their buddy, but right. being sort of their their manager, right? right. Um, and um, and then when when he let go of that, and we didn't when he didn't have that anymore, he took all of that energy and dedicated it to giving back to everyone. Um, and to and to, you know to being a good father and giving back to the youth and giving back to his daughters and giving back to yeah. women's basketball and the NBA and all the players yeah. and training with Giannis and training with Tatum um, and you know helping helping the Lakers uh, rebuild yeah. and uh, and all that and and you just get the idea that his that his Hall of Fame speech. I you know you, you don't know but I, I I imagine that it wouldn't be like Jordan's at all and it would just it would I be agree. a lot more it would be a lot more gracious and a lot more
0: mm.
1: you know it would be humble it would be a lot, a lot more humble a lot more loving and and a lot you know
0: um yeah it would have been about his girl and never, and, 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 it just
1: dev- and it's just devastating that we
0: would that we'd never you get those, you know, Yeah because I think bad. that would have been that could have had a lot of like Sound bites that would have become like like so, like yeah. memes of our society where like motivational yeah. jordan jordan Everything didn't leave there. anything anything that we can gain from our, kobe would have been like looking at each one of his daughters like gianna you know you're gonna be like this and this is what i want you to learn and this and and yeah. and by the way I mean, like and look look at the kind of people he surrounded himself with like post-retirement like he's going with like a um, you know these small-time regular people, like people who aren't um, just like kid, his the kids, like assistant coach and like you know a baseball coach, local baseball coach, you know like got, right. not necessarily like big, he didn't he didn't he didn't have that arrogance where he was just like a very curious person and he felt he could learn from everybody. That's what he said about the people who he surrounded himself with, um, you know for like to get an Oscar, he was, like. I want to make sure whoever I hire or whoever I work with is just as curious as I am, because I'm a very curious person and I always want to learn. And like people always wondered, like he was talking about this in the in the Big Cat interview with A Rod. He was saying he was like, you know, people think like, oh, Kobe just all of a sudden retires and wins an Oscar. He was like, people don't know like when we'd have all these bus rides and all these plane rides and all these things, I'd be writing and people like, why is Kobe writing? And I'd be studying and I'd be reading books. About like story arcs and having an understanding how and that's the thing about like that's the thing about kobe that that I feel like makes him makes him different than Jordan in a way where you know he he didn't he wasn't obsessive over basketball once basketball was over you know um Michael Jordan can't let like, go of the game he's a control freak. Which is why I don't think he, he. That's why part of the reason why he's not a successful, you know, owner. But that's a separate subject. Um, <clears throat> what Kobe is, you know, what they, oh, so this is one of the things I wanted to point out. Big Cat asked he was "Like, I don't believe you when you say. I think this was this interview. He's like, you can love your your whatever you're doing now more than you did as a player. Like, don't you wish you could go back, and just like." Like everyone, like you grew up wanting to be a basketball player and you did it. And it's like, don't you wish you can go back and just do that and like relive it or like, you know, fix certain things and 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 kind of like get a second chance at certain things? And he was like, no, because he's like, I already did that. So I did like it's done. That's not what I. I'm not somebody who's nostalgic. He's like, now my next chapter is like, people think, oh, what's Kobe going to do? How's he going to be successful after? And he was like. I'm going to prove to people that you're not just one thing. You can you can be a you can accomplish in many different facets in your life. Whatever you focus right. and put your mind to, yeah. And he was like, and now that is my like, I get to enjoy my children. He was like, how can I, like, what's better than that? So and I believed him, and it sounded very believable, very sincere. Right. Um,
1: and you you get the so, feeling like Kobe. And, and look, if there's any. You know, blessing in disguise. If there's any silver lining from this, it's that I feel like the message of like the Mamba mentality is going to become, you know, something that really permeates through society more than it did when he was alive.
0: Hundred um,
1: It's going to be. Hey. It's gonna, that. that yeah, I think that's gonna
0: billions be of followers.
1: That's going to be his bigger legacy, right? But this mom and dad, this idea that if you can work and accomplish anything, but you get the idea that he was going to prove that that was the case over the next 40 years with his right. with his accomplishments, right? Like, you get the sense that he was just going to accomplish great things in media, in business, in, in you know, whatever it is he was pursuing, and then prove to people that like, oh, this, by the way, like this wasn't just about basketball. I'm not just a talented basketball player. I'm just, yeah. all I am is the hardest working person in any room.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, right. that's, and that's, that was ultimately his legacy. You're like, yeah. yeah, okay, I'm six, I'm six foot six, you know, 215, 220 pounds. I'm, uh, you know, I had a good jump shot, had a good fadeaway, and all that, and I and I had hops, but ultimately, I was just the hardest working person in any room I've ever walked into, and that's why I was and, so successful and, and, and in basketball, and that's about, why I won an Oscar, and that's why I was going to, you yeah. know, that's why he was going to continue to succeed in everything. Um, but
0: the thing is, you know, is that... It's a
1: shame that we can watch him.
0: You couldn't watch that, and and he so he was so engaging in this segment. Like we were talking about this also. Like Jordan, what the mystique of Jordan is that he's like he's somewhere on like a you know uh, on on this mountaintop that can't be reached, and he almost seems like he's kind of using that to his benefit in terms of like selling sneakers because you know he he doesn't he he's so far out of our reach that it almost seems like he can do no wrong. You know, and we can never see him be like vulnerable. We can never see him. So he, f- he, he still can, his, his success will grow based on that, but not because of an active, you know, um, involvement in something where, where he connects to people like Kobe does. Kobe, Kobe was doing things in an unexpected way. We expected him to be like the way he was in the NBA where he was focused and he wouldn't like talk to the media. He wouldn't talk to his, teammates or something or whatever it is that uh, would just be in the w- in the weight room and they'd be shooting jumpers at 4 a.m we expected that a little bit from kobe and he he did the opposite of what we expected he's like that was for basketball but for life and for business and for whatever it is that we're doing i need to get i need to get to know the people and i was listening actually this morning to um this you know the, one of the Husband's of a, he's a widow now of of a, one of the women I forget her name something with an M the last thing she was one of the women uh, forgive me for not knowing but she was one of the people who passed away on the in the crash um, she was the assistant coach for Kobe's daughter's mm-hmm. team and he was talking about like is it okay if I talk about it? he's like you know I know this is Kobe's day and and like uh, rightfully so he was such a great man he was saying great things he was like but I, I, give me a few moments to just Talk about my wife and how special she was and everything like that so one of the things he was saying was that like he met Kobe um years ago because he was like a teacher in the school and he's like you wear a lot of hats in these like small schools so he was like teaching Spanish or something to like the kids and Kobe like took an interest in his life and he found out that he's into music so he starts sharing music with him and he was very inquisitive and curious. And then he discovered that his wife is, like, a huge, you know, basketball fan. So he started talking to his – that's how they became friends. And he he started, like, when Kobe was injured, I think maybe it was when the Achilles thing happened, he asked him – he was, like, he wasn't going to travel with the team. He was, like, can I come on a field trip with you guys, with, with the school? And the and the guy was, like, of course, you know, like, that will be amazing selfishly, like, thinking, like, you know, I'm going to get to talk to Kobe and hang out with him, and, and then he was, like, then we got to know each other, and then he got to know my wife, and he was, like, <clears throat> Kobe told her straight up, he was, like, picking her brain about zone defense, and he was, like, mesmerized, and he was, like, why is Kobe, like, playing, like, playing, like, he thought he was just, like, being nice, you know?
1: Right. And then
0: he, he, and then he realized, and Kobe told him, he was, like, why are you, like, asking her so much about zone defense? Um, and he was like, I went from high school to the NBA and zone defense wasn't a thing. I never understood it. He's like, when I was playing, he's like, we didn't go to, I didn't, I wasn't in college. So I didn't learn the zone and in the NBA, it wasn't like a thing when I was playing. So I never understood like the fundamentals of it. I never had to learn it. So he made her the assistant coach. She was a defensive coordinator for the girls and, um, he like really was, he treated her with like a lot of respect because like she she was known as like I forgot the nickname he gave her like a nickname like Mama D or something like basically like she's like the mother of defense and that's, that's how he so
1: knew the fundamentals of, of zone defense right. right
0: meaning like he he's not something he paid so much attention to because it wasn't something that <clears throat> was so relevant to the game at the time you know the game when he was playing it wasn't this three point game that we're seeing now. And the NBA game was a lot more isolation. Um, so he just felt like I might know a little bit about Zondiv. I'm sure he wasn't clueless about it, but he's like, this person was from, from, uh, you know, the ranks of teaching, you know, that she, she can probably know a lot. She can probably contribute a lot more on the defensive side. Um, right. just the fact that he did that and that he built this friendship with this person and, you know, he's bringing them on a helicopter ride with their kids. And he, he wasn't a, he wasn't like a snooty, bougie, like rich guy. He was, he, he, he saw potential in real people. It's not just talk. That's my point. Like, okay. a lot of these people, they want to look good. And they wanted to show, like, oh, I'm a man of the people. He's really a man. He was really a man of the people. So we, there's a lot we can learn. And I want to finish off by just saying, like, what I'm going to take away from this. Tragedy um, Mm -hmm. is by celebrating Kobe, um, the Mamba mentality. It's something that I I want if I have to put up little messages around my on my refrigerator, or if I have to do little things like, um, you know, this not not a lot of people know that I'm a I'm a writer, and it's inspiring me to like put in the work. I want I have to dedicate more time to it, and with my children, I I was showing them videos about Kobe Bryant explaining to them. I showed them those spliced videos of, like, Kobe and Jordan. And I said, you know, they know Jordan from Space Jam. They watch Space Jam. And I said, look at this. He copied all of his moves. You know, everyone said, you can't, no one can be the next Jordan. Norton. And he did it. So I said, so don't let anybody tell you that you can't be the best. Because you can. So I already used it without even thinking. It was It was like an unconscious or subconscious thing that I did by explaining it that way to them but I already see it happening and I and I want to and and I, I want to take a lot of those lessons from non the non-basketball lessons that we can learn from and and try to find ways to to um use it as you know use these little things as tools to to motivate myself motivate my family you know to be better and motivate my friends and um if there's anything we can learn from this I feel like it's that people grow people change Kobe had you know somewhat of a um up and down um legacy especially early on we don't need to bring that up but you know that's not the point of this but he he you know he overcame certain things was, he had a very public embarrassing uh situation and his wife um and him decided to, they were high school sweethearts they decided to stay together um and that's that's a big thing for people to see especially after you know um very public uh, adulterous relationship and he people are almost forgot about that because of what, a, what an amazing husband and and uh, father he he's been in the public well, eye well,
1: also that just cuz he was human right and that yeah exactly it, that's exactly the thing. at the yeah. end of the day he was he was he was human he was a human being that just climbed mount everest and, and just you know climbed the mount rushmore of and and reached mm-hmm. these amazing amazing heights um, just through sheer the sheer power of his will and hard work and determination and focus.
0: Um, but that, but that, but that time. But by the way, that was the first time Kobe cried on, to us, to the world, mm-hmm. and admitting his, mm-hmm. his flaws and was mm-hmm. open. And he right. chose he chose the path of growth and working hard. And he didn't let that like that would ruin a lot of people. And someone of that stature especially somebody who wasn't already not liked that much at the time, for that to happen, like, he just, he just fought through it and his, and he, he made his marriage work and he became a, I don't think his kids, you know, got, felt any of that because they saw, they just had a great father and and they saw a great husband in their life and everybody can learn from that. You know, that, that it's, it's one little mistake in life is not the end of you. It's, it's, you can, you can turn the page. So, um, you know, I just—that's uh, not what I'm going to take out. Of, but maybe, maybe leave us off with what what you're going to take out of this.
1: Um, yeah. So I look. I, I I've been a huge Kobe fan for the past 20, 20, 25 years. Um. So you know, I I was already, you know, I would already think about the mama mentality whenever I was, go, you know, I would go through a hard. Uh, time in my life or um, wherever I was down or whenever I was, you know, whenever I needed a, a pick-me-up and I needed to get through something tough and I needed to toughen up, I, I would always think of Kobe and the model and mentality. And, and,
0: and by the way, all you listeners, this is, not, this is not for, you know, dr- dramatic, uh, he's not just saying this uh, because this is happening right now. Like, I, I can attest to this. Like, he was really his role model, you know, like, he was really on his role model. Like uh, I remember, like every time he passed by a trash can, he threw the like, Kobe. Like it was he, he was someone you really, you really looked up to the guy. And like I remember, you, you telling, even like in in business and your approach to business, you talk about the mom mentality. And not a lot of people right. I knew were actually like applying that to like you know real life. That I in my circles, you know. But right. you know, you, you definitely, I I can attest to the fact that that's true. You know.
1: Right. So I'm gonna, you know, keep applying that obviously, and um, also take into consideration that any day can be your last. Uh tomorrow's not promised. You know, it's all cliches, but
0: right.
1: It's it obviously it rings truer now than ever. Um, and uh, you know, and, and sort of you have to take that into consideration every day. Um yeah. And and that said, and the, and you know the NBA has to do something really really big. Obviously he's going to get a statue. I think everyone sh- every team should retire his number
0: both and numbers. I
1: wanna, I, <laughs> That's the thing. Both numbers. And and I want to see his uh I want to see his logo. I want to see um I want to see the logo change to to the silhouette of Kobe. I think that would be amazing. I agree. And, and I think Jerry I, I, West think, and Jerry I think Jerry would, that be, would be down for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have, By the way, I
0: don't think he been. ever wanted it, and I don't think the NBA officially ever acknowledged it. He's going to call him the logo because he, he never got one royalty check for that. Um, but he... It's, like, um, it's an unspoken thing, but I think Jerry West would love for that to happen. Um, and Adam Silver better make it happen. You know, we also lost David Stern, who to me was the greatest commissioner of all in all sports, um, mm-hmm. in the history of sports. Um, I, I think Adam Silver, and I don't want to even get into this now, but he has dropped the ball in, in certain areas. And I don't think he's taking, he, in many ways, certain things he's done to the game. I feel like the when the game was at its purest, was actually, like, when Kobe, like, at the end of Kobe's career. I think now it's gone a little oh. out of hand.
1: Yeah. And one more. Agree with me?
0: Yeah. Well, Go ahead.
1: Um. I would say that. All right. So, I think my. My my fandom, right, or my fanship, or however you want to say. Has been a little bit in in limbo in a way because I you know I'm I've just been disgusted with the Knicks for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I was a huge Kobe fan throughout his career, so I would root, I would root for Kobe. So I was rooting for the Lakers. But then when Kobe retired, I was sort of in this weird like no man's land where I was like, okay, I was a Kobe fan, I wasn't I was a Lakers fan, but because of Kobe, now he retired. Am my do I, am I a Knicks fan? Like, what is there to root for there? Am I a Lakers fan? Right. And I sort of went through this weird weird thing where I was just like, I just considered myself an NBA fan where I was just I said, you know yeah. what? Why do I have to why do I have to pick this one? You know, I'm not going to root for the Knicks. There's nothing to root for. Um, yes. I don't necessarily have to. I don't have to root but for that, the Lakers. That, that
0: goes to my point, by the way, about Adam Silver, that yeah, – Oh, no,
1: but, but – yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, go to – you were going to make a point. Okay.
1: So I decided that I'm uh, I'm just going to be a Laker fan. I'm just a Laker Yeah. That's what I am.
0: Okay. Well, that's that great. And – I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I thought we were. I thought we we decided that we're secret Mavericks fans. um but it's okay. i will okay. I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. just decided, you know what?
1: Like so Kobe, it. I'll let you have it. I, I, they they, they discussed me. We, we we don't need to talk. You
0: know? this is a this is a eulogy, and uh, we shouldn't bring the Knicks into the conversation. It's not fair, to Kobe. I'm um, afraid to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah but, no, but, but yeah, i'm yeah, just gonna be a laker, I, i'm
1: a laker fan I, i'm gonna you know
0: continue on kobe's legacy well yeah. here's the thing about here's about here's what i mean also um that adam silver you know my friends and my i talked about like the nfl and the nba and the growth and the nba is going to be bigger in 20 years than the nfl and like i'm a big nba guy i'm a big nba yeah. fan, you know as they say and um in just this past year alone, just with the ratings going down, and also the China thing that happened with Mori affected it, but fantasy has affected ratings. But I think that the NBA, you know, Adam Silver has just been known as this player's commissioner, and mm-hmm. he'll just bend over backwards for the players and everything's about them. And And I feel like David Stern was more fair. He was probably more of an owner's commissioner. Um mm-hmm. but this guy put too much power in the hands of the players in my opinion where where and just hear out my thought process, tell me if you disagree. Mm-hmm. Um that but, yeah,
1: but probably, you, this relates to Kobe?
0: Yes, it relates to Kobe. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's social media, obviously, you know, I always make this argument, you know, NBA players they sell jerseys, they sell sneakers. You don't you don't go buy Tom Brady's cleats. And, and right. these guys all wear helmets. It's not, it's about the team. It's not about the player. And I even lost mm-hmm. sight of what made my child, why, why am I a Nick fan still? You know, like, because it was always about the team. It was always about like the, the, what's on front, in the front of the chest, not on the back, um, of the player. And, and I feel like he's allowed it to get to the point where everybody's trying to be their a brand. You know, everybody's trying to be even Carmelo Anthony. You know, he, he's all about his brand, as if that <laughs> no. matters. Like, his, yeah, his brand, that. like, he's stay mellow. mellow. No, like, like because, yeah. like, what do you mean stay mellow? Well, Who cares? Because, yeah, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles, what does it have to do with Carmel? <laughs> what does it have to do with anything? And these guys, like, that's all they care about, and you see they put themselves before the team. And And, like, I think one of the biggest, and I think this is the number one thing is different today and Kobe is the last of the Mohicans I mean Kobe and Dirk Nowitzki and and Tim Duncan those guys were like it was all about the franchise and at the end of the day he was a Laker for life and you're not going to see that anymore and I think what happens is is that when you invest or every put all your eggs in one basket into the players what happens is is that fan bases are not as strong anymore so there's less commitment to to, you just want to watch the highlights of, of LeBron. You you, just, you don't care to see you know what your team did that day, or you don't really care to follow yes. you know what the are doing. So you're just you just care about you know. And Kobe will t- be the first to tell you, Lakers first. That's why he supported his, like LeBron was a rival for himself, because like, he's like he's part of the Laker family, and he was he was trying to keep that tradition alive. Whereas today it's just about like like this perfect example, the supermax contract. That didn't work. It's not working. And if Giannis Antetokounmpo leaves the buck, it's the biggest proof that this thing was a whole, was a buff. Okay? Because guys are forcing their way out. And then what happens is, is that you're, 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 the brand of a team means a lot less. You're devaluing your franchises. And there has to be something where there's, there's team pride and you avoid these things from happening and you, you, you know, that, that's healthy for the game. And Kobe, was the last of the loyal guys, you know, him and and, a few others like Dirk and Tim Duncan. And, you know, these players always say, hey, but you know what? The the owners aren't loyal to us. They trade us and blah, blah, blah. You know what it is? But I disagree because if you have a good owner and a good franchise like like San Antonio and Dallas and and L.A., they're going to keep those guys. If you were loyal, to, you know, like if you have a moron owner like Dan Gilbert, I get it. I get why LeBron would leave, you know. But like, if LeBron was started out playing for Mark Cuban, I guarantee you he'd be like a Maverick for life. But now it's just gone to the point where it's getting ridiculous. And like every few years, great players move around. It's not about it's well, not Benji, about the team anymore.
1: Benji, I, I yes. get the relation to Kobe. Yeah. Um but I feel like it's starting the, the relationship to Kobe is it's starting to get a little bit
0: uh, <laughs> it's, a little, yeah. it's
1: starting to get a little bit thin. So um
0: We'll end off end on a Kobe on. note. Yeah.
1: Um
0: Kobe note.
1: Yeah, so Mamba out. Mamba, Mamba out. out and I and I will yeah. say this.
0: Yeah. our our final our debate about Kobe all the time. And you know you only appreciate people once, once they're gone. And I was saying, I don't know, he's in the seven to twelve range. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting him in my top five all time. Call it emotional, call it whatever. But to me, he's, he's 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 equal to Magic Johnson, at least you know, especially as a Laker. And he's he, well, how could he, he be? did the impossible. He, how, he, could he
1: be, he, he, how could he be
0: both a better Laker? Simultaneously, he'd be a
1: better Laker, but a worse player.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing argument for Magic was that his career was cut short, or whatever. But I would, I have to put Kobe with Magic because he did the unthinkable, which we, we we're always glossing over. He mm-hmm. he he was the second Michael Jordan, and when he when yeah. he was at his peak, everyone was saying he's he might be the goat, or he's second, yeah. and he's third.
1: Sure, look, so look, I don't i mean I, I I don't know if we should have this conversation but i don't um i don't wanna i don't think we we should ever debate tennis. Um mm-hmm. I think it's just a matter of who is the greatest of that era um so you know you have for his era it was bill russell um and versus will. Okay, those are the those are the two greatest. Mm-hmm. You don't have to you don't have to pick one. It's like mm-hmm. meaningless to pick one. But yeah. you know, you could maybe maybe it was Bill Russell because he won the most championship. Um mm-hmm. then you have uh you have Magic and you know you have uh, Magic and Bird. Right mm-hmm. you don't have to pick one, they were both amazing. Uh right. and then in the nineties you have Jordan. Yeah. Right. In the two thousands you have Kobe. Shaq
0: fans, and Tim you Duncan
1: you have Lebr- you you have LeBron. Well, you, you know, Shaq. I, I would put Kobe above Shaq, and I would put above uh, sure. above
0: um, Yeah, because Shaq also and, and, like and, and, his dominance is only for like five years in the in the early 2000s. Yeah. Kobe uh, Kobe yeah, was for, for ten
1: years for various reasons. I, mean, we, I don't want to get into, that, but you know, you have Kobe was the best of his era. Period. He was the best of his generation, and then he passed the yeah. to us to LeBron. And now LeBron's the best of his generation, and you yeah. can't you know you can't compare across you really can't. Uh, and yeah. I think that was Kobe's that was Kobe's point, right? When he retired, it's like look, I'll never be able, to, uh, he'll never have a chance to go against Jordan in this prime, um, and he never played LeBron in like the finals when it actually mattered, and yeah. he passed the torch to LeBron graciously, and he wasn't worried mm-hmm. about his legacy when he did that. He didn't have he could have vetoed it and said no, I don't want LeBron to come to, to L. A. Because he know it, but he didn't. He, he accepted it graciously because he understood that it's not about that. So let's not make yeah. it about that. We yeah.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. Anyway, good, great talk, and uh, I hope. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, only only blessings from now on. Love you, man, and uh, Mamba out. Love you. Love you, Mamba for life
1: um i love you kobe and uh I, maybe we should change the name of the podcast to something kobe really does. would you do that
0: <laughs>
1: yeah since we're not doing yeah. seven minutes
0: yeah well something we can we'll, call we'll, these we'll overtime think,
1: yeah we'll think of it another time
0: we'll We'll come up with it yeah anyway all right man all right
1: man Take have care. a good one Bye.